What's up, everybody? I am super stoked to be bringing you this episode with Pierce Ingram. He runs the Ad Hiking Texas Instagram page. If you haven't been, go check it out. I'm a huge fan. It's a really wonderful place, and he has managed to do something incredible, and that is bring the entire outdoor community together to share tips, tricks, thoughts, and ideas on places to go. It's really cool. All I can say is just go check it out. I really enjoyed the conversation with him. He's such a nice guy. He's got lots of info and tips and tricks for getting started to where you might want to go if you're more advanced in the outdoors. You might think that he's a professional photographer like I did or on vacation full-time. But you'll realize in this podcast, he is anything but. He's the perfect one to have on the 95 Adventure Podcast because he does everything with a full-time job and only a few weeks off a year. So you can do it too, people. All you got to do is say yes and go as you will learn in this podcast. So please, don't let me delay this any further and enjoy Pierce Ingram. All right, we're going. All right. <laughs> everything looks good too on the sound. I like it. <laughs> All right, well, I guess, uh, why, don't, why don't you explain a little bit about, like, your background and who you are and how you kind of got started in, uh, like, your photography and the outdoor business and everything like that and kind of pick up there. Yeah, sure, it's great. Great intro. Um, so my name is Pierce Ingram. Uh, I love to get outside, uh, explore the outdoors. I'm based here in Central Texas, um, so it's kind of a great spot to be in Texas because it's a good uh, kind of center to the wagon wheel to a lot of the great different areas that we have around Texas. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, I, you know, I'm like everybody else. I work a nine to five Monday through Friday. Um, I get, you know, I think three weeks of PTO. Um, and basically in January, uh, my wife and I sit down and we plan out our PTO. We try to think of, you know, all the different places we want to go to, all the different trips. Um, and so, you know, you know, the nine to five drive is, you know, like everybody else, it can kind of wear on you, but, um, you know, we try to take advantage of our, our time off and, and spend it outdoors and, and kind of reconnect and recharge. And, uh, you know, I honestly say, you know, what better place than Texas? We have so many different great, you know, landscapes and different places to go, um, see and explore that, uh, there's never a dull moment. Man, that's, that's, that's pretty, that's, uh, very, very true. Now, you said you have a regular nine to five on top of the photography business. Yeah. So, if if you're looking at my Instagram and stuff like that, it can be kind of <laughs> deceiving, you know. Instagram and social media really is, you know, everybody's curated best moments from their lives, right? Um, and so, yeah, I have a nine to five that I do, but I, I don't really do a ton of photography as a business. Um, it's kind of just like a side hustle. Um, just kind of like honestly like beer money so i sell a couple prints or i'll do a couple shoots maybe once or every two months or something like that um but my you know my main source of income is like my actual um career that i do well it's, it's kind of funny you say that because uh the whole reason i i started this that nine five adventure thing was because me and my wife go on all these things and we obviously we she takes really good she's a photographer she used to do it you know, for mm -hmm. a living, and uh, she just got tired of the the wedding and yeah. the other side of things. But um, she takes these great pictures, and we both love to hike and outdoors and everything like that. And so, all of our friends, especially if they moved away or something, they would always they always think that we're on vacation. 
And it, and I was talking. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, you're oh, you're on vacation." Like, no, I didn't even take a day off of that. Like, we went on the weekend real quick, yeah. hiked Big Bend, and we're back. You know that that sort of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah. I I know the feeling of like looking at the Instagram. I just thought like your pictures are so awesome, and I love that mm-hmm. hiking Texas page. But all of the like the pictures on both of those. The quality is so good. I was like, "Oh man, he's he's this is a legit uh, legit deal." Like it looks yeah. like a professional business that you do that full time. That's why I asked. Yeah, I mean, something's got to pay for all my camera gear, right? And it's not <laughs> photography, so yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, how but did, yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. So thank you. Nah, no, no worries, man. It's I I I've gotten to where I appreciate these outdoor uh, adventure photos. A lot. Yeah. I don't know what it is about it. I think it's when you actually go hiking because I just uh, like when you go hiking and you go hiking to like a really hard place to get to because that's kind of one of our mm-hmm. challenges is you get that picture and you appreciate what the person did to get there as well. Like you can't just get yep. it. So one person I I follow and it's kind of dorky like that I follow these guys but Andy Best is one of the ones that I follow. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like a huge fan. Uh all of his stuff is really, really cool. So, um, it's kind of weird to say that, being in, more on the athletic side growing up, that I'm following yeah. a photographer for like an art type of thing. But, um, yeah, but I mean, part of I feel like part of the reason why you follow guys like Andy Best or you know, Chris Picard or some of those other guys is, yeah, they have great photos and they have great artistic merit to them. But a big piece of their appeal is they share an adventure all the time, right? Every single photo they share is from some kind of epic adventure that you wish you could go on that's relatable, that you dream about. And so they sell just that whole life that you kind of wish you had. <laughs> Man, that's like, that's very true. That, you yeah. said that and I can take myself right to why I'm like following his little truck down the road and his tent. And because mm-hmm. of his little tent, I follow all the tent people now, and I, I like, oh, I'm good. That's yep. on the list to buy one of those. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you, you sound like me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's really the big reason why um, I started sharing my work publicly. Like, I, I had a private Instagram for a while, and, uh, you know, I had a hard drive full of pictures. Um, but it wasn't really until I kind of fell into this outdoor kind of adventure niche people were sharing like these epic photos of themselves or like their groups or whatever from their, their tough hikes, their tough backpacking trips, whatever it may be. Um, that's kind of when I was like, man, I could do this too. I could share this. And, um, that to me, like I, I don't have the time or the money or the resources to go, you know, to the middle of like Alaska or Iceland or somewhere halfway across the world. But, you know, kind of focusing on, what Texas has to offer and, and sharing the the really cool experiences that you can do here. That's kind of what I've turned to and, and I've really enjoyed. Well, I mean, some of your photos is why we chose Big Bend. I mean, we had always kind of heard mm-hmm. about it. Yep. We'd always kind of heard about it, but then I follow that Hiking Texas page. I see some of those Big Bend things. I said yep. to my wife, Kim, she looks at oh, we got to go there. I mean, gotta go. Yeah. It, gotta go. Yeah. We gotta go. Yeah, we gotta go great. check it out, man. Yeah. And, and, uh, I mean that really, that was kind of the whole point of starting the, 
nine five adventure thing. Like some of my friends can see, hey, we just we do this for fun, and if they see it and they get an idea to go somewhere, then that then it's, the job's done, I guess, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. But how did you Absolutely. get in? How did you get into photography in the first place? Um, man, it's probably, I don't even know, at least, I'll probably say eight to ten years ago. Um, well, actually, I should know this. Someone can pinpoint it. Someone can do a day check. But uh, it was right when the big earthquake in Haiti happened, whenever that was. Um, and I'd never shot cameras or anything before. Um, never picked one up, really. But my dad had always, you know, kind of carried a, a camera around and that was his hobby um so i went to haiti right after the earthquake a couple months after that happened just to kind of help out do some relief work uh he just told me hey man take a camera with you you know take some pictures of what you see the people you meet um just everything that's going on so i said sure why not and i, I took this camera down and I didn't know what I was doing with it and just using different modes and whatever, you know, just learning as I, on the fly, as I was going. Um, and I came back with, you know, at the time what I thought was some really great photos um, of, of experiences and I was able to share that with people and, um, you know, they were able to see what was going on and the work that was going on there. And it was, it was just really cool, really rewarding. Um, and ever since then, I was hooked, you know, uh, basically they've carried a camera on just about every single trip that I go on um, and whether I use it or not to its full extent, um, it's kind of always by my side and it's just been a great way to kind of capture life. Um, even if it's not, you know, a lot of it isn't sharing for a lot of different people online or anything like that. Um, I like to, I like to joke with my, my wife and say, I have a terrible memory. So that's why I carry a camera <laughs> and, uh, that, that's really just what it is. It's just a way for me to document kind of things we do and, and some of the cool stuff like, you know, from around Texas and the outdoors that people can relate to and that, you know, can maybe inspire people. That's the kind of stuff I'll post online. Oh, sweet, man. Well, what did you go? So you went to Haiti for the earthquake for like relief stuff. Mm-hmm. The, what, how did you get involved with that? Are you with an organization that went over there to help or did you volunteer or how did that come about? Yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, it was my church that I was affiliated with at the time. Um, they were working with mission of hope who is a nonprofit down there. Um, they're like an orphanage and, um, they do a lot of other, you know, different services for the community. Um, but they're basically, you know, partnering with them and, uh, um, it was, I think it was like July, I think, if I remember correctly. It was a couple months, I know, after the earthquake, and they were sending another trip down there, and I was like, hey, definitely would love to go do this. Sounds like something really cool. We'd love to help out. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of went down there and, and was there for about a week or so, and just helping out, doing what I could, um, taking pics while I could, and uh, it was just a great, you know, just a great experience. Yeah, man, that sounds... That sound like the whole thing sounds really cool. I've I've just wondered like when I read that on your little your web page or whatever, mm-hmm. I was like, man, he just. I wonder how you, you know, you hear about people going and volunteering for that sort of stuff, and yeah. you know, having a full time job. You go, I don't think I could. I couldn't ask my boss for times off doing these. You know, with all the hurricanes, I grew up on South Padre Island, like lived uh-huh. there for twenty seven years, 
And yeah. we've been through hurricanes. I know what it's like to have hurricanes. I know what it's like to rebuild through hurricanes. And so I've thought about going and helping these people after hurricanes come through in different places. And I hear people going to do it, but I've never done it myself. And it kind of feels like, man, I, I would like to do that at some point in time. Um, just for the experience of helping other people out and get back on their feet and get it going again, you know? Um, right. Not for any sort of publicity thing or whatever. I just think yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. I just think it's a cool deal that you went down there, you know, to Haiti and help somebody out. I mean, not not even, you know, right here in the States. You went, yeah. you know, there to help other people who have no idea who you are, you know, and that, that really speaks a lot. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it was great. It was a great experience. Really glad I did it. Uh, the ironic thing is I don't have any of the photos anymore. <laughs> uh, the original hard drive I had them all saved on totally broke one day. So That's they're a all bummer. Just distant memories now. That's a bummer. Cause they'd be cool to look back on. I imagine as like, cause, uh, they would be, you know, and see, and see that. But you, so you're basically just self-taught photography. Yeah, I'm basically well, not basically. I'm I'm entirely 100 percent self-taught off of YouTube, basically, and just trial and error. Man, so it's amazing what you can just teach yourself today. My yeah, you know, my buddy, uh, I rollerbladed back when rollerblading was big, and I had an acquaintance on friend on like we were kind of different time frames, but he got into that side, the videography of things. And he just taught himself from videotaping little kids rollerblading how to do this. And that led all the way up into like this crazy thing that's taken him all over the world doing videos and photography for random people, even doing a music video for Bun B. So that's crazy. Yeah. So just from just self-taught stuff, which is crazy that you can yeah. just get into a hobby and immerse yourself in it like that and then be as good as like something like your photos that you get to see on the Instagram page. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So where where's your next like I guess if you want to share, where's your next big trip uh -huh. that you're planning on going? <laughs> That's funny you asked me. I'm in the middle of planning something right now. Um, <laughs> and it's not, uh, ironically, it's not even, it's not Texas related. Um, but I've got some, some time off that I've been saving up um, that I haven't used yet. So we're probably going to head off to Colorado and in the middle of fall, probably here in the middle of September, um, do some backpacking through some different, you know, high elevation passes, some aspen groves, um, hopefully timing up with a bunch of fall colors. So, um, that's kind of a work in progress, but hopefully we'll make it out there uh, mid-September. That's awesome, man. Colorado is one of my yeah. favorite places. That's where I got my, like yours was Haiti, mine was Colorado. I got the idea. I wanted, I saw a river runs through it when I was little or younger, yeah. and I really wanted to fly fish. Like I fished on the coast mm -hmm. my whole life, and I wanted the river, like remote river where you had to hike somewhere. Yeah. And get it. So I took. I picked up a friend and spent uh, two weeks zigzagging, fishing all the rivers, uh, learning tons of stuff. Not all those rivers. In fact, most of them were not as remote as I thought they were going to be until I got <laughs> until yeah. I got up towards Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's where I really got like the itch to go and travel. So Colorado's kind of near and dear to my heart. 
Absolutely. Love Colorado. Yeah, it's it's really sweet, man. And we try to take all these little things. Now, do you camp whenever you go out there? Yeah, um, that's the plan. Um, we're talking about doing a couple different uh, backpacking loops, but you know, the, the first one at least that I've got eyeballed is have you heard of the Maroon Bells? You've probably seen you've seen photos of them if you Google it. But if you look up the Maroon Bells on Google Images, you'll know you've seen it. But um, it's just really gorgeous, just high elevation kind of area. Um, but we're hoping to do two nights there, you know, up around like ten or 11,000 feet. So <laughs> kind of nervous because it doesn't, you know, it's going to be like in the low 20s to teens probably while we're up there at that time of the year, which is pretty cold for you know, a Texas boy. <laughs> yep. But uh, we'll see. But, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll camp. We do. We haul our gear, all that stuff, all my photo gear. It's all on my back. So. Right on, man. That's cool. I dig the camping. Uh, my wife is the bet. Like, she's an awesome outdoors lady. She'll hike as fast as you want to hike. She's in crazy good yeah. shape. Like, she'll do everything. I couldn't have asked for a better partner when it came to that. The only thing she doesn't do is camp. She just and she doesn't even need a nice place. She just needs four walls, a roof, and a place to take a shower. Like that's really? that's yeah. And she'll spend all day out as long as we have like a cabin or something. So yeah. it's an easy compromise. We can get all the stuff in and then go back to a cabin. I mean, I'm not gonna complain too much, but uh, I do. <laughs> I super. I really enjoy like sitting around a campsite with nothing else to do, looking at the stars in the middle of like that's nowhere. Great. Yeah. Type of thing. Oh, That's yeah. Super cool. Great time. Yeah. But now, have you ever hiked at elevation like that? Um, kind of, a little bit. Uh, I don't think I've overnighted at elevation that high before, um, but I've had some decent amount of higher elevation, um, you know, mostly in Colorado, actually. So, yeah, I've been up there, just haven't, haven't spent the night, especially um, later in the summer, or I guess the fall, so. Yeah. It kind of changes things. That's what our uh, our trip to Utah, we did, uh, I don't know how to say it, Tamalipos or something. It's in Sundance. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's a seven and a half mile hike up from the bottom up to 11,500. And uh, there's a glacier lake up top and you, know, like you can drink from it. It's really awesome. You can just drink straight from it. It's the, you yeah. can see the block of ice. And it's really, really cool. But we hiked it super fast. We wanted to eat our Whole Foods meal that we got <laughs> down at the bottom. We wanted to eat it in the middle of this glacier lake because we'd never seen one. So we wanted to eat it there. It was a bad call because we – I don't want to say we got sick, but the altitude change once yep. you get to a certain level, it messed our bodies up without eating. Like, Right, yeah. Know, we needed to snack more. All that. Yeah, yeah. I really learned it. The only thing that tastes good to me were like – the berries and the cranberry things in the salad. I and then I wanted to just like walk down. <laughs> but um, so if you had to give like tips, I guess for anybody who's looking to get into the backpacking, camping slash day trips, what would your like? What would your number ones be? Like where would the list start and then move down from there? Uh, that is a good question. Um... I had to think about it, I would say, you know, the first thing is just go, you know, don't, don't stress out about too much about the details or, or getting wrapped up in what gear you have and don't have. Um, just go. I mean, it can be, you know, a lot of the times some of the best trips are just right in your own backyard. 
Um, so just heading out and, you know, seeing something that's close by is just as good as trying to plan some big, epic road trip or something like that. So I would say, you know, number, number one is just get out there and go because any experience, any time that you get out and see stuff and do stuff and, you know, have a good time is better than, than not doing it at all. Um, so I would say that's probably just like my number one thing is just, just go do it, go explore. Oh, that's awesome. I love that answer, man. <laughs> that's what, that's kind of like, that's my whole style about life in general is just get up and do it. Like I was just driving around and I was like, man, I want to start a podcast. I'm just going to start right, one. I go. just looked it up, found an app, how to uh, uh, like load it up. And then I just went from there and figure it out as yeah. I go. And it just kind of keeps getting better each episode, like the different quality stuff. But it's just, right. the, I'm, that's just the way I like to do it because I think I held back on some things when I was younger and I saw my owning a business, like my parents owned a, my family owned uh-huh. a, a big food service down in the valley for a long time and being tied down to it and saying no to all the different types of adventures, like where that part's good, it also, it, my sort of like I got to get out and go and see things type of attitude. I think I I feel like I missed out on some things. So I want to just grab hold of any of those moments. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I kind of hit a spot in the middle there where I worked a bunch and I wasn't doing that anymore. Like for probably about 10, 11 years. And then just packed the kids up and said, Hey, we're going to go, to New Mexico and we're just going to wander and we yeah. found some of the coolest places like tent rocks and all these cool things. So, um, I dig that answer, man. I dig that answer. It's really cool. What, what type of, I guess when you're doing those like day hikes, any place suggestions? Like I know right in our backyard, that's so true. And here in Texas, you don't think so. Like I'm in college station. And yeah. I feel like I'm two and a half hours away from anything that's going to be fun. Yeah. You know where I'm at. So that's still right. kind of right in my backyard, I consider. You know, I consider going over to Austin, going over to the, like, even starting to creep into the hill country. I consider that you would go over there for day trips type of thing, you know, yeah. to different, just different little hikes, little things with the dogs and stuff. But what are some of the places here in Texas that you would recommend um, people go for sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think I'll break it down this way. There's, there's kind of some different quadrants to Texas that I think are, are good. Um, probably my favorite is the West side of Texas. And when I say West, I don't mean, I don't include the panhandle and what I call West Texas. A lot of people call the panhandle West Texas. Um, Agreed. I'm, I'm talking, yeah, right. So I'm, I'm talking about like you know the Big Bend area out, basically west of you know down I-10 out towards Fort Stockton. Um, that's really just like my favorite place, honestly. If if I had just one weekend and I was given just the opportunity to go anywhere, I'd probably head out that way. Um, you know, there's spring-fed pools, there's mountain peaks, there's desert landscapes, um, there's all kinds of wildlife from bears to cougars to elk um all the way down to you know roadrunners and 
there's all kinds of stuff going on out there. Um, there really is nothing quite like it in Texas. Um, it is so rural and quiet and um, kind of one of the last wild, truly wild spaces that we have um, in Texas. Um, so that's probably my number one. Um, but the, the cool thing about, you know, being in Texas is that, A, we're so big and diverse that there's there's a lot of places to go to, and B, is that um, even though we're kind of big, like if you're kind of located in a good spot, um, you can kind of get to a lot of different places um, fairly easy. So, you know, being in Austin, um, luckily, you know, I have the Hill Country in my own backyard, so there's a lot of great, you know, state parks here. Um, kind of in the Hill Country area between San Antonio and Austin that are great to visit. Um, the Panhandle, if you get the opportunity to go up there, is great. The one side of Texas, well, there's really two. The two pieces of Texas that I haven't really had the opportunity to explore would be just on the coastline and actually uh, East Texas, like over in the Piney Woods. So um, I don't have a whole lot of expertise on those two, but I'm looking to knock those off sometime soon as well. The coast, I can definitely been up and down it we just took a thing to mustang island and i surf and kids surfing like kind of taught them how and then just let them go because they love it but um i worked a lot in east, east texas and i've never had the desire at least right now to go hike anywhere over there and maybe that's because i deal with the people like i deal with um like pipelines and stuff like that so it it just uh-huh. I, when I get done working over there, the I want to go the opposite direction. So definitely like yeah. West Texas or up to Paladero Canyon or something like that is absolutely the places that I set my goals on, <laughs> or the coast because I just love the beach. So um, yeah, I got that. But I've heard there is some stuff I haven't even really researched it. But over there in East Texas, that would be really nice. Um, it's really nice state parks and stuff like that to go see. Yeah, they've got. Um, I think the one. I think the longest contiguous trail in Texas is in East Texas. So is it really? I think it's like a hundred. I think it's like hundred and thirty something miles. Um. So yeah, the, the thing about Texas is that there's so much uh, private land. So you yeah. know, really, our only spaces to kind of get out and, and do what we like to do are on public land. So state parks, national parks national forest and uh i think the last time i read i think it's correct that there's like 130 something mile uh trail that goes through east texas so Whoa, that's cool that's worth checking out yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna look that up that's pretty awesome I yeah that. i saw it was in a texas monthly article um actually i've got it right here a little humble brag i was published in this edition of texas monthly um <laughs> oh that's awesome it is there off the grid uh, issue, and it's from um, so it's from April of this year, and it has a bunch of different hikes that they've kind of targeted. So, what were you? Po- what was if you're uh, looking for something to read? Yeah, man, I'm gonna check it out for sure. What was, what were you published for in it? Like what? Uh, they had a little picture in there uh, from Lost Maples National Park, or uh, excuse me, Natural Area down towards Vanderpool. So. Yeah, that's a little, little tiny, little tiny picture in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's still cool, man. Like, any yeah. sort of, it must feel really cool to have, like, to see it and sit, because that's a pretty big magazine. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty neat. Yeah, so that's pretty yeah. neat to uh, see, like, your work it's there. Definitely, like, I have it right here next to my desk. So. That's really <laughs> awesome. That I'll hold on to for a while. Now, one thing 
we're looking at doing, uh, and since I got you on the podcast, I can, you know, ask for your thing. Yeah. I think I've seen you over at the Guadalupe Mountain. And yep. um, then do you do the Davis Mountains as well over there? Is that what it's uh, called? They're a little bit south of Guadalupe, but yeah, it's all kind of in the same ballpark. So when we went to Big Bend, we had all these things, and we had the observatory over there, and then Guadalupe Mountains. I've always seen that peak, and I want to hike up to that peak and see the views and everything. And then Big Bend. And we stayed in Marfa, and then we went to Big Bend and hiked because that's what we wanted to do. But we were curious if it was something you could all hit in one trip in a weekend or if it's something that like each place deserves its own weekend type of thing um yeah um the thing about it it seems kind of close because talking about like west texas of like this bubble this idea um but big bend and the guadalupe mountains are about four four and a half hours apart they're separated about 250 miles or something like that um, so it's not really ideal to try to do both in a weekend. Um, if you're going to do, like, you could do big, honestly, I would do Big Ben on its own. I would do Guadalupe Mountain on its own. Um, and then you can kind of hit, like, you know, the Fort Davis, uh, area with the Davis Mountains and, um, kind of just like, there's this great little town out there, you know, uh, Fort Davis, Alpine, uh, kind of into the Martha Von IDV out there. Um, it was Balmeray di- has, a, has a great pool. Uh, it's not functioning right now, but when that's back in order, that's my favorite place to go swimming. Is that that um, one? Yeah, that's that one that's in the middle of the desert, right? Like that mm-hmm. natural, yeah. the natural pool. Yeah, it's a spring-fed pool. Um, I think year-round it's like seventy-two degrees. Um, by far, like the best place to swim, in my opinion. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I see pictures yeah, of I, it. I would look at them all as their own trip. Oh, okay. So all is their own trips so just kind of set it and then go, set it, and like, so we could take a weekend yeah, I mean, and go big, to one. Yeah, Big Ben is so big that if you really wanted to, you could score it over the course of a week and still not see it all. That's um, what, that's what, we only did it on the weekend, and we only had time mm-hmm. to do the, we did the big uh, hike around both the rims over there. It's like, what is it, yep. 13 miles? Something? Uh, yeah, about that. Sounds about right. Yeah, and... I mean, we absolutely loved it, but there were so many more trails, so many more things to do that I'm like, man, we got to go back there. Yeah, there's plenty, plenty to do out there. It's a great place. So, weekend at each place. That's good to know. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I have that information. And the Guadalupe Mountains versus Big Bend worth the trip all the way over there from like Central uh, Texas. So here's the difference between those two. Um, both are if you're thinking of national parks and you're thinking like Yosemite or Yellowstone or something like that, um, those parks are super accessible. They were made for the general public to be able to have access to basically all the good sites. Um, and so those are, you know, you go there, you see a bunch of RVs, you see a bunch of, you know, older folks and tourists. Um, our national parks here in Texas are not designed that way. Uh, Big Ben um, is a little bit easier to get around than Guadalupe. Uh, so when you're at Big Bend, they have, uh, kind of, you know, some nice scenic drives that you can do, but if you're looking to actually see any of like the really good sites, um, from around the park, you're going to have to hike a little bit. Um, but it's all manageable. It's really not that difficult. You, you said you did the, the South Rim hike and that's probably one of the toughest hikes they have. Um, so it's a good park. It's a good sampling size. It's kind of a 
little bit of the accessibility that you get from their normal parks, but then also kind of the rugged um, on the trail kind of stuff that, that Big Ben has to offer. But if you're talking Guadalupe, uh, it's a totally different animal. Um, Guadalupe doesn't really have any scenic drives to it. It is purely like a backpacker's uh, national park. So, you know, if anybody is looking to go, you know, backpacking or some truly like rugged, rigorous hiking, uh, that's where you want to go. Uh, I've been out there I think, two or three times now, and every time I've gone out there, uh, it just absolutely kicks my ass. Like it is <laughs> tough. It is steep. Um, it is just nasty sometimes. It gets real windy. It can get real cold. Um, but it, it's, it's truly like a wild, um, really rugged backpacking experience. So you can get a lot of really, you know, you can string up a good, you know, two day or even three day hike out there. Um, that is just phenomenal. So yeah. that's I, those are the, probably the two main differences between the two places. That's some awesome info. Uh, uh, so I got a couple more questions about it, but I think you already sold me on it when you said the rough and rugged and everything. Like it sounds right up my alley. <laughs> when it comes to yeah, hey, th- that sort of stuff. I but, hope you're, you better be in shape because it is steep and it is tough. It's exposed. Um, it's a great time. I mean, it's it's just a, it's a real ass kicker for sure. So, but it's awesome if you can do it and you know, that's something you're into. Go for it. Do you camp? Did you camp on that one? Does it take multiple days or is it something you can hike up in one day? Type of thing. It just depends what you're what you're trying to do. If you're looking to just bag. Guadalupe Peak, which is the tallest peak in Texas, um, tallest mountain peak, that can be done in a day. Um, I think it's like eight, a little over eight miles round trip. Um, but it's about, I think it's like three, 3,500 feet of vertical gain to the top. Ooh. So you're basically just like climbing stairs all the way, Ooh. all the way up there. Um, <laughs> and that's just it. They say it takes about they say I think six to eight hours is what you should plan on. So it's basically a full day. Um, they have one campsite up there that is available. Um, I haven't stayed there. I've checked it out when we walked by. I've heard it gets a little windy, but it's about a mile from the summit. So if you're looking to like hang out at the top, that's a good place to do it. Um, the other hike that we've done out there uh, is Bush Mountain, which is the second tallest peak in Texas. Um, I think it's about... 250 feet shorter than uh, Guadalupe. But that beast of hike, um, probably the toughest hike I've actually ever done in Texas. And uh, <laughs> do it at your own risk because it is, it is no small feat to get all the way back there. It's a little bit longer than Guadalupe. I think it runs about 13 or 14 round trip um, if you go all the way to the summit of Bush Mountain. Um, but you get a really phenomenal view down there, just as or up there, just like you do at the top of Guadalupe. So they're both great choices. One is just a little bit tougher than the other. Now, is there anything around? This is for like I'm pretty sure that I've researched this, yeah. but is there anything around the mountain, or how far away are like the luxury things? And by luxury, I mean like a gas station. There's nothing. Or, there's nothing out there. Um, yeah. The closest gas station is probably. They might have one in the park grounds. Um, I can't remember exactly. I know the closest town is actually in New Mexico, technically, because Guadalupe is right on the Texas-New Mexico border, and you actually cross into 
mountain standard time when you go out to Guadalupe. So just remember that because you go out there and your clock will go, I guess, back an hour. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's truly, there's nothing out there. Um, it's, it's an island. They call it like a sky island, I think, where there's desert floor and all of a sudden there's these mountains. Um, and so it's, it's out there by itself. Um, there's really, there's really not a whole lot around. Big Bend is a little bit closer to some more touristy, smaller towns, if you want to call them that. So like Alpine, um, has a little bit more of a, yeah, I mean, a little bit more of a developed, you know, basically feel to it. Um, but out in Guadalupe, there's, there's really not much out there. That's crazy you say it's closer because Big Ben's so far away from even Alpine, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, it's about two hours, you know, from Alpine. Um, but I'm trying to think what's close by to Guadalupe. And honestly, I think it's like Fort Stockton or maybe valentine but i'm I'm not really sure there's there's just not much that goes that way a ways away i dig that i like it like i told you before you know we started and like we were talking the devil's river is something that we're really looking at trying to conquer and do and i've never really i've kayaked in the ocean or in the gulf i should say Mm -hmm. but i've never really done a river um and so this it intrigues me because the no cell phone service, how remote it is, just how remote and how hard it is to get to. Just the the journey itself on that sort of thing is the intriguing part to me. Uh, so the Guadalupe yeah. Mountain sounds like a definite thing that we need to make sure we get out and do. <laughs> yeah, it's great. If you can do it, definitely do Guadalupe Peak. Just so you can say you stood on the top of Texas. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool. We just I just got to figure out how we'd stay there and then you know or hike it and then drive out yeah, to they stay got, somewhere they got campgrounds at the base you know where the headquarters is at oh do they um yeah yeah, yeah. so so the stuff i was talking about is obviously like true backpacking but they have like a, a basic campground that you can kind of make a base camp at so oh cool that's awesome mm-hmm. i dig it man that's really cool well um i guess what else, like what? What else is in the future? What else is on your list outside of the Colorado trip? What have you got? Uh, like, I saw you've been to the Grand Canyon. Um, there was a cool waterfall there. We've been a gra- love the Grand Canyon. We were only there for like uh, I guess a little over half a day, but uh-huh. wow! It, I mean, it's a place I want to go back to just because that it was more incredible. You hear the Grand Canyon. And this, somebody told me that it's something Americans overlook because it's just something you hear all the time. But it truly is, like, gorgeous when you see it. Um, yeah, it's world-class, for sure. So any of those type of places outside of this Colorado trip that you're looking at doing, like the dry balling? Um, not right now. Um, basically, after, you know, Colorado, it's- uh, towards the holiday season, so we just kind of lay tight around here. But there's, you know, if I could pull out my bucket list, I'd probably have like 25 places on there that I would love to go. <laughs> uh, it's just a matter of getting there. Yeah. Yeah, I keep I keep wanting to go the, uh, to the Pacific Northwest up into Oregon and all that and just check out all the different things. And 
Mount Rainier mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I, that's one place I've never been um, and seen or hiked or anything. It just looks gorgeous over there. Uh, my father-in-law lives up in that area. So I keep going, hey, we should go for a fly fishing trip. You know, we should go up there and see your dad. But it's mainly for me. Um, Ken doesn't like the cold, but I'm totally down with going up there and fly fishing the rivers and hiking and just checking out all the sites there. But it's kind of expensive to get up for there. sure. <laughs> it's yeah, it can't, it can't be, no doubt. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like the the remote areas, even if they're close, it's expensive to fly to. But someplace like you can fly to L.A. for cheaper than you can somewhere half the distance. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, why that is. Oh man! All right, before we, I guess, end the podcast, is there any sort of other tips or hints or anything that you want to let people know about how they can get started in this? And like, like you said, you plan out your trips, which I love. Um, I really, I, I mean, I enjoyed hearing that because it's the same situation where and where it's like we know our vacation time. We sit down and we we get these places, and then we figure out a way how to get them done. And I think a lot of people. Um, they don't think that they can, they're like, oh, we can't do that. We can't, I don't know how we're going to make that work, but they don't realize how much actual extra time they have. So uh-huh. it, that's cool. That was cool to see. Um, and then the, just getting out and doing it. I was actually going to even do a podcast on it. Just like, Hey, the biggest thing to do is just find trails that you don't have to be in any sort of different shape or anything like that. Just start walking some local trails around there and hiking them and then move from one to the other type of thing. Um, and there's always trails, even like at Big Ben, where you don't even have to be in that great a shape to go hike the little like one and a half, two mile hikes that I saw, like on the little trails. Yeah, that absolutely true. Um, but anything other than that, that maybe might help like somebody who's just starting out trying to figure out like, man, I'd really like to go on an adventure to, Big Ben or one of these places, I just don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, the nice thing about if you're just getting started out, like with this outdoors kind of hiking lifestyle, the nice thing about it is that it's a very cheap lifestyle to kind of live. There's not a whole lot that's needed. I think, you know, Texas State Park costs like eight bucks to get into. Um, so there's really, you don't need a whole lot. There's no overhead expenses that you really need. Um, so it's just a great way to kind of get out and, and start kind of being a little bit more active and healthy um, if that's something you're interested in. But as far as like, you know, big trip planning goes or like something to Big Ben, um, you know, look online. They have a lot of great resources on the actual, you know, park pages and stuff like that. Um, anytime I've ever called the staff there, they're very friendly and they'll help you answer questions. Um, you know, my other side, you know, kind of old hobby Instagram page. Uh, it's called Hiking Texas, and we feature a ton of different hiking trails and outdoor kind of related content from all over Texas, from every different corner. Um, so you can check that out, and there's good conversation on there in the comments of people asking questions. You can drop your own question if you have something in there. Um, there's really just there's a lot of different ways, but basically, if you're interested in going somewhere just go like do a little bit of research, figure out kind of what you need to take with you and what you need to do. Um, and go check it out. Cause I probably guarantee you that it's going to work out just fine. So I'm glad you threw that hiking Texas plug in there on the Instagram. 
So I'm definitely going to uh-huh. – I want people to be able to see that page because I absolutely, like, I'm telling you, I love that page. And it looks like a collaboration between you and several other people. Is that – did yeah, I have that guess um, right? The story behind it is I kind of came up with it um, when I was sitting around kind of doing my nine-to-five, really. It was in the middle of the day, and I was thinking – and there's really nothing on, you know, on Instagram. There's a lot of big Texas pages, but there's nothing that focuses on – you know, hiking and the outdoors or like, basically I was thinking I want to create a digital trail guide that people can check out and like see if they want to go, you know, at a particular spot or they're looking for a particular trail, they can scroll through our, this Instagram page and see it for themselves. Um, so I came up basically with the idea of, of that concept. And then my friend and my buddy, Aaron Bates, um, who's another great photographer who's been who's been around Texas longer than I have, photographing it at least. Um, I hit him up. He, he's a great graphic designer, so he kind of put together some of the stuff that we use on the on the page, and the two of us kind of kicked it off together. And it's pretty much I, don't, I think it's it's been less than a year since we started it. It's kind of really gained some traction and get a lot of good, you know, user content on there that's submitted to us from all over, all over the, um, the state. So one of the best, best things to do is to go in, look at all, look at the photos that people are tagging us in mm-hmm. and you'll see a ton of user submitted photos from all over the state, from different trails, from different parks. Um, and it's just, it's a really cool way to kind of get a, a, a good view on, you know, someplace you've never been before, someplace you're eyeballing about going to next. Well, man, that, I always talk, I, like me personally, I always talk about like the abundant mindset versus like wanting to hold things to your own. And that is 100%. It's such a cool idea. I think that's why I dig the page a lot is that it's a collaboration of everybody who wants to tag Hiking Texas, put it on there. And that what you said about being the ultimate trail guide uh, but it almost got me it got me fired up right now just hearing that it's super cool man it's a it's an awesome idea to be like it's a digital trail guide and that's really what it is because you just bounce oh that place looks cool that place looks cool oh i wonder where that trail is bang 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 and you can just sit there i do it all the time on your page i'll just admit it right now not to sound like a creeper type of thing but i go on the on the hiking texas page and i scroll down all the time to see if i maybe miss something or whatever, and I started following the hashtag. It's the only hashtag I follow, by the way, on there. Yeah. And I only do that stuff. Uh, I'm not big on social media. Instagram's the only thing I have. But I do it mm-hmm. mainly to find these places to go and for, like, I guess, educational purposes for things that I want or, need, you know, to learn about stuff, that sort of thing. Um, and so – Clicking on that, and I, I just go down a rabbit hole sometimes. Like, oh man, now my lunch hour is already over. Shoot, yeah, I gotta go back to work. Yeah. Type of thing, but it's, we're doing our job. Yeah, no, it's really really cool idea. I mean, I appreciate the site, and I want any and all of the friends that I have to go check it out because it's really just, it's it is super cool, man. It's it's nice even if you don't do the hiking there. You're like, man, that place is beautiful. You know, that's in Texas. All these places exist in Texas that you may not have known about. So I think it's, I think it's awesome, man. And then you have your Instagram page. I don't know if you want to give a, a plug for that one or not. 
Yeah, I mean, if people want to check it out, my name's Pingzer, P-I-N-G-Z-E-R. Um, but yeah, I basically just I share a ton of my own kind of personal take on, you know, the adventures we do around here. And uh, I like to think it's fun. <laughs> yeah. No. If you want to check it out, they can take a look. Heck yeah, man. And then you're, obviously they can get to your website from there. Uh, yeah. Your photos and stuff and kind of read about it. And man, after reading it, I was like, Dang it! He said he'd go and have a beer. I that would that would have been a way better podcast to have a beer over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, a beer always makes everything better. So, and another thing that I dig, and I just have to tell you that like, I I really do I dig it is the um, you said like at the bottom you said anybody who wants like one on one advice or or help with photography or teach them how you know whether it be for a fee or not doesn't really matter that you put that on there is yeah it that that's pretty cool man i mean i dig it i dig what the site's about what you've created with that hiking texas page and your friends there you know making the whole thing work um to what it is i didn't know it's only been less than a year that's incredible like it's super cool so the whole thing is neat and you've done it all while having a full-time job that's right. That's and, and, only, secret, and only three weeks off. And it I mean, and you don't sound like you're stressed out at all. Nah, what what's there stress about, yeah? <laughs> See? That's awesome. <laughs> man, thanks. I I really appreciate you doing the podcast, man. A lot. Yeah, no problem, man. It was a great great time. All right.